Customer reviews are the lifeblood of businesses these days, especially if you have an online business. We are living in 2021, folks, and everyone is going to Google you or do a social media search of you before they decide whether or not they want to buy from you. So having those positive reviews and testimonials from people who have gone before, taken the risk, and had a good experience is going to more easily seal the deal for those other people who are considering working with you. So if you're looking to get more positive testimonials for your business and therefore grow your business, this episode is for you. Enjoy. You're listening to the Brandwell Podcast, the business podcast for side hustlers and creative entrepreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. Your host, Victoria Marcoulier, is a wife, mama, and the owner of a branding studio she built from the ground up, Brandwell. With each episode, Victoria and her guests share the behind the scenes of how they built their dream career and give you the expert advice you'll need to build yours. Learn how to show up confidently online as we cover everything from social media, website strategy, email marketing, and a little bit of that mompreneur life in between. Here's your host, Victoria Marcoulier. Okay. Hi, friends. It is Victoria. I'm so glad that you tuned in yet again. Uh, whatever you're doing, if you're doing laundry, if you're in the car, if you're at the gym, I am thankful to be popping in your earbuds. So let's get into why reviews are so important and then how you can get them. Uh, I really believe that customer reviews are the driving force behind buying decisions. Um, I have a few really good statistics. Um, if you want the links to where I got these statistics, I'll provide that in the show notes. But of customers read reviews before they buy something. That might be a no-brainer to you because you probably always read reviews before you buy things online. Uh, But 93% read reviews for local businesses to determine its quality. Uh, 72% of customers won't take any action unless they've read reviews. That one was huge. Like, If that doesn't make you want to start getting reviews for your business, I don't know what does because how many people are deciding not to buy from us or not to work with us because there's simply no proof online that we are backing up the marketing claims. Um, And then this last statistic I thought was very interesting. If you are a product-based business, it says when a product gets five reviews, the likelihood of it being purchased goes up 270%. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are Amazon shoppers. I'm going to assume that all of you guys are Amazon shoppers. But when I am shopping on Amazon... Because that is such a review-based platform, I do not buy anything if there are no reviews for it. I just, I find it to be sketchy and I just assume that if nobody else has been willing to take a risk on this product, why should I? So now we know why reviews are so incredibly important. Um, and I, I think this is coming about because of poor marketing in the past, um, on behalf of so many businesses. You know, in the past, a lot of, and not that this doesn't still happen today, but a lot of businesses overpromise and then under deliver. And it's made buyers skeptical of all these marketing claims. We've all been in an experience where we've ordered something. It looked awesome online. Uh, and then it arrived and it was not at all the quality that we expected. Or maybe it was something more like it was said it was going to be delivered in three days and then it took 14 days. And it just wasn't what we thought it was. And it made us skeptical. And that really impacts the way that uh, consumers do business um, and buy products. We are craving real life customer reviews so that we know we can place our trust in this company and buy this product. 
product and we're going to get what they're saying we're going to get. Building that know, like, and trust factor with your audience is crucial to getting them to want to buy from you because people buy from companies and from other people that they trust. So one of the fastest ways to build this trust is by getting those customer reviews. So now we need to talk about how do we get customer reviews. Uh, this will look different for product-based businesses than it will for service-based businesses. So I'm going to give you some ideas on how to go about getting reviews for both. But let's start with service-based businesses. I am a service-based business, so this is an area I'm a little bit more comfortable talking on. Um, and then we will touch on product-based businesses as well. As a service-based business owner, the number one way... The number one way to get a customer review, are you ready? It's to ask. <laughs> I know that sounds so simple, but so many business owners fail to get feedback that they would have been given by their happy customers so willingly simply because they don't ask for it. Um, now, how you go about asking and when you go about asking is really, really important. So I'm going to give you kind of some tips on how to go about doing that. But for service-based business owners, the person who delivered the service should always be the one asking for the review. Um, that is if you want good feedback. Now, if you simply want reviews to actually know how well you're doing and to, you know, tweak things and improve things, then sure, let's say that you own a... Um like a wedding photography business and you're not the only shooter, you have several shooters and you are the business owner and you want to get honest feedback about the shooter that shot this client's wedding. If you, as the business owner, ask, you're way more likely to get like an honest, maybe more fair assessment of uh, how that service really was and what they really thought. They may say some positive, some negative. But if you're really trying to grow your positive review base, which we all are, let's say on Google or on Facebook, then the one who delivered the service should really be the one asking for that review. And that is simply because they're the one who have built the relationship. And people are more likely to give reviews for someone that they have a relationship with. So at Brandwell, since I have a team of designers, it's most often my designers who are asking for the review from our clients and not me. Uh, the only time I ask for the review is if I feel that I have built a relationship with the client and that they'd be more likely to give it to me just because of our history. So when we ask for our client reviews, we usually keep it very personal um, and we also make it very easy for them. So we will say something along the lines of, Hi, Ariel. We are so thrilled that you loved your branding as much as we do. We just updated our portfolio. Thought you might want to see how your brand is displayed on our website and you can share it with your friends. Also, if you have two minutes to spare today, would you be willing to share your experience in a Google review right here? Okay, like that's it. It's a couple sentences. We give them something to get excited about, something to remind them of the product that they just received or the service that they just received. And then we are very specific in how we are asking them to leave this review. So being specific with when you want them to leave a review. Notice I said, if you could leave a review today and then where you want them to leave a review, I said, in, uh, leave your experience in a Google review here. And I link it to my Google My Business page. But then also being specific specific about what you want that review to contain is really important in, in terms of like how much that review is actually going to help your business down the road when people are reading them. So I always say, will you share your experience? Um, I don't just want to know like, hey, I love my branding. I want to know, did you love working with us for the last three weeks? Did you love the way that we delivered your brand style guide? Like that's the kind of stuff that I want to know. How did you like working with Libby? How did you like working with Alicia? Like these are things that I think 
make the make that review so personal, so heartfelt, so real and authentic that when other people are reading it, they're like, wow, this is awesome. Because we've all read reviews that are like not super uh, persuasive one way or the other, right? It's like, great product, product arrived on time. I don't really know much else other than like, okay, maybe they had fast shipping, but did you really enjoy working with this company? Was there anything exceptional about this brand? And then the last thing that you want to be really specific of when you're asking somebody to leave a review is how much of their day are you asking them to give up? Time is precious to all of us. And I think if somebody thinks that this is a survey or a link to fill out a questionnaire and it's going to take 10 or 15 minutes of their time, they're probably going to put it off and they're never going to get it done. But I know that writing a couple of sentences on Google takes about two minutes. So I clarify that up front. I say, do you have two minutes to spare today? And would you be willing to share your experience in the form of a Google review here? So that has worked really well for us. But not only is it important on how you ask for the review, it's also very important on when to ask for a review. So customers are most likely to leave a positive review immediately after that product or service was delivered. So for us, this is right after we deliver their brand style guide or right after we launch their website. Um, If you're a photographer, this would be best right after you deliver the galleries and they reply in all caps saying how much they love the photos. Like that is when you need to get that review. Don't wait until two months have passed and they're no longer thinking about whatever it was that you delivered to them. And now you're just kind of being like annoying. You're kind of being a nuisance and you're just going to take up time out of their day. That's not when you want to do it. You want to do it right after they get it and they're giddy and they're excited and they are like way more willing to take the time to do that. So make this a standard part of your offboarding procedure. Like you should have deliver the product, ensure the satisfaction, and then ask for the review. Like that should be your offboarding procedure if you are a service-based business. Um, And it's okay to follow up with people too. Like we are all busy. I know people have asked me for reviews before and I'm like, yeah, of course, I'd be happy to do that. And then I just totally forget and I get sidetracked and they follow up. And I'm, I'm thankful that they followed up because if I really did have a good experience with them, I know how helpful reviews are to small business owners. And I love to leave reviews for people that I've worked with. So don't be afraid to follow up. I would say one to two times following up. Um, Otherwise, there's probably a reason they're not leaving a review for you. And you don't want to nag them so much where then they actually might leave a negative review. So ask for the review. Don't be afraid to follow up. Be really specific on what you're asking them to do. um, And you're, you're going to get reviews for your business if you do this. Okay, now let's talk about product-based business. Uh, This is one that I have less experience in. However, I have sold digital products before, and then I have chatted with countless shop owners on this very topic. So I do have some ideas for you here. The first thing that I want to say, though, is that at the end of the day, getting product reviews comes down to the quality and the experience uh, that people have. So the quality of your product and the experience that you're giving to the person buying your product. So with a service-based business, there's like this relational element that helps to build that connection. And I think it makes getting those reviews a little bit easier. But with products, there's very rarely any sort of human interaction unless you are selling out of a brick and mortar store. So focusing on the quality of your product, uh, the time 
timeliness of your delivery, the customer service component, if you have that. Those are the things that are going to help you get those reviews for whatever it is that you're selling. Um, But remember, you won't ever get a review if you don't ask for it. And if you do get a review and you didn't ask, it's probably a negative one. (laughs) So keep that in mind. Um, But in my pre-brand well days, I had an eBay business where I would buy name brand clothing at big box sales and I would sell it on eBay. And with every package that I sent out came a little card where I thanked the customer for choosing my shop instead of another one. I gave them a coupon code if they wanted to come back and buy from me again. And then I also asked them to leave a review for the product that they purchased. And I, I had a line in there, something about like, if this is not what you were expecting, or if you know, you're dissatisfied in any way, please reach out to me. I would love to make it right. Just so that they know, Hey, like, don't go ahead and leave a negative review. You can contact me. I'll make it right. And if you are happy, leave me a positive review. So that helped me get a lot of reviews for my shop on eBay. And if you sell on Etsy or eBay or any of these online selling platforms, you know how powerful that is in your out, like in the way that you rank on that platform. So that was one of the ways that I would ask for reviews. But really, I do think times are evolving. I think that's a great way. Like if you're shipping out products, like definitely have that little personalized note in there um, where you are asking people. But having some sort of automation as well is going to really ensure you actually getting some reviews for the products that you're selling. So I would set up some sort of email workflow where you reach out. And ideally, going back to the when, because when is so, so incredibly important important have that email go the day that you know their item is supposed to be delivered or within 24 hours. Okay. We want them to open the package, be really excited. They get that email and they're like, yeah, heck yes. I'll leave this review because I'm so pumped about whatever it was that was just sent to me. So this is a way that you can do this digitally, you know, setting up these automatic automatic campaigns. And again, in the same way that with service-based businesses, you know, I said, it's okay to follow up. People forget. I think it's okay to follow up in an automatic campaign too. So if they, they don't leave a review or if they don't open the email, send it again 48 hours later and see if you can get them that way. Remember that a product with five or more reviews increases its likelihood of selling by 270%. All right. So it's worth the hour or two that it's going to take you to figure out how to set up this email campaign (laughs) to, in order to increase your sales 270%. So in your mind, you might be thinking, oh, I just don't have the time. But if you looked at the revenue that 270% increase would bring to your business, I, pr- I promise you'd be able to make the time. At the end of the day, you will never get good reviews for a bad product or for a bad service. So focus on under-promising, over-delivering, and then always look for little ways to just surprise and delight your customer. If you do this well and then you remember to ask for reviews, I promise you will start to grow your review base. And remembering those statistics, the more reviews you have, the more sales you will get. So I have seen this to be true in my own business this year. We set up our Google My Business this year. We collected more than 30 five-star Google reviews. We got several new Facebook reviews. And then, of course, I have these reviews peppered all over my website. And that's really powerful. I know that what somebody else says about Brandwell is so much more important than what I say about Brandwell, right? Because it's my baby. I am biased. I know that. And customers know that right? But when they can read from people who have worked with us, who had a great experience, that is going to relieve any fears that they might have. And it's probably going to speed up their decision on whether or not they want to work with us. So spending just a couple minutes on this under-promising and over-delivering topic, this is one, it's, it deserves its own episode. I'm going to have an episode on this whole topic, but 
under-promising and over-delivering doesn't mean that you're devaluing your product or you're like underselling whatever it is that you're you're offering. It's really the the emphasis in that statement is on the over-delivery. Okay. So it's like we have an exceptional lineup of deliverables for our brand and website clients and they're gonna get every single thing that I tell them on that sales call. Every single one. They're gonna get that. That's what they expect. That's what I sell to them. We're gonna make sure they get that. But at the end of the day, what can we do to just over-deliver a little bit? All right. So we do this in a few ways. Like our customer service and the experience that we give people is huge. Um, it's part of, it's largely part of why we work with the type of people with, that we work with. We work with female entrepreneurs uh, because I'm a female entrepreneur. My girls, my whole team are team is a team of females, and we can connect with these women that we're serving, and we can build relationships with them, and we can kind of be their cheerleader. And that's not necessarily what they hired us to be, right? They hired us to be their brand and web designer, but here we are encouraging them. We're helping. We're answering questions they have about starting a business or starting their email list, like little things that we have experience in just from having walked through it ourselves, we're adding that. And that is why we're really leveling up the experience for them. And we're getting such phenomenal reviews because we're over delivering. We're delivering on way more than what we promised. We do this in some other ways too. We have like lots of little freebies that we throw in along the way that they know nothing about, that we don't always talk about on the sales call. But at Brandwell, like it's really on just the the service that we give them because we are working with our clients for such a long duration. You know, branding clients, we're usually spending about three weeks with them. Website and branding clients, you know, six, seven, eight weeks with them. So the way that we communicate with them, getting back to them quickly, being willing to hop on calls whenever we want, doing video calls, building that relationship relationship, um, not getting upset when they have lots of revisions, being like, hey, absolutely, we want you to love it before you launch it. Like All of that is our way of over-delivering to ensure that they have an awesome experience with us and they're willing to leave us that review. So I challenge you, go to Google, type in Brandwell Designs, read some of the reviews we've got. They are not your typical like one-sentence review. We have clients who are writing paragraphs upon paragraphs about their experience with us, and it thrills me. I mean, it's just like, as a business, owner, it brings me to tears a lot of times because I can't believe that people have such kind words to say about my business, but I know it comes back to that one principle of under-promising and over-delivering. So that is the best advice I can leave you with today. Don't be afraid to ask for reviews. Make sure that your product and your service is exceptional, um, but also throw in little ways, surprise and delight your clients, and you are going to grow your business by having those reviews. Thanks for tuning in to the Brandwell Podcast. If you're a side hustler or creative entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, subscribe to the podcast so we can continue to cheer you on week after week by providing practical advice on how to grow your business. For show notes or to learn more about what we covered in today's episode, head to brandwelldesigns.com. Until next time, keep branding well.